Hi everyone, I'm Elise Marsh and I'm your host here on the Perfectly Wonderfully Made podcast. I believe the journey to becoming a parent allows each of us a glimpse into the heart of a creator who so desperately wants you to know just how chosen, designed, called, and beautiful you are. He sees you perfectly, wonderfully made. Well, friends, if you follow my Instagram, you saw last week that my little girly had an amazing unicorn birthday party. It was perfection, you guys. Felt like summer in the backyard with great friends, barbecue food, and kids running around in the sprinkler having the time of their lives. It couldn't have been better. I mean, it was awesome and not because it was Pinterest worthy. There's just something so special about seeing other people love on your children that gets me every time. It's one thing to unconditionally love and cherish your own babies. Yes, we all know that, but it's a whole different deal and something so, so special when your friends and your family love on your kids. I don't ever want to take that for granted. My hubby is going away to men's weekend at Malibu Club in Canada this week, so we will be missing him lots and lots, but I'm really so excited for him to go. It's just such an incredible place, and if you've been around for a while, you know you've heard me talk about Malibu. Go. If you can get yourself to Canada, go. There's just something so special about quieting the noise of the world around you and being still before the Lord. And, you know, having a whole (laughs) truckload of fun, too, while you're at it. And you know what, ladies? Anytime your husband goes away to be with Jesus, you're going to benefit from that. You just will. When your husband gets refreshed, hears a fresh word from the Lord, or just straight up rests, your life will be better for it. I know it's hard. It's hard. But when you can encourage your significant other to stop reflect, rest, and wait on the Lord. It's hard, but when you can encourage your significant other to stop, reflect, rest, and wait on the Lord, good, good things will come from that. And he may just need to get away to do that sometimes, not always, but sometimes he will. And let him go. Encourage him to go. Don't send him begrudgingly. Trust me, I know it's tough. I didn't used to think this way, you guys, but pray for him and believe that your relationship will be healthier because of it. It will. I can promise you that. My friend, if you've been around for a while, you know how much I believe in my online childbirth class. If you're new here, welcome. I am so glad to have this time with you right now. I've created an online childbirth class for you to prepare and plan for the best possible birth experience. Your best birth is waiting for you, my friend. Your preparation will never be wasted. It will only help you. Women are so strong. I believe that with everything in me. They are capable and their babies will come out. And you know what? It can be really awesome too. I want that experience to be so incredibly empowering for you. So if you're pregnant, I would love to join you in your pregnancy journey. If you'd like to find out more about my online class, head on over to yourbestbirthcourse.com and check it out. And be sure to enter the promo code podcast at checkout for a little discount off of your course. 
All right, my friends, I just finished reading two books this last week. And by reading, I mean listening, because that's primarily how I read these days, you know, reading. I finished Joe Saxton's The Dream of You, and I'm just about done with Allie Worthington's Breaking Busy. And it just feels like every book I've read this year, somewhere along the pages, there's this theme that keeps coming up that we collectively as women need to hear and really understand just how fearfully and wonderfully made we are. And you know, you're here with me now. So you know, you better believe I feel the same way. The Lord is up to something, sweet listener. He is. Deep down in the core of who we are, we must believe we are perfectly, wonderfully made. We must believe the creator of the universe designed us, called us, and bestowed us with gifts, talents, and abilities only we were born to do. And if you've been around for an episode or two, you know just how much I believe the Lord has told me to proclaim just that. Why do we have such a hard time believing our thighs are perfectly and wonderfully made? Our tummies are perfectly and wonderfully made. Our backsides uh huh, are perfectly and wonderfully made. Our voice, our appearance, our personality, our gifts. God designed it all and called it good. And I hope you know, friend, I'm speaking to myself here first and foremost. You know what? I believe that if collectively we all walked around really settled in who we are, who God has made us to be, the devil would get real nervous, folks. He would gain no ground here. So settle in, my friend. Settle in to who the Lord has made you to be today, who he's called you to be. Be kind to yourself. If you're a mom with little people in your house, I know how often you tell your children to be kind to each other. So throw off that crazy expectation you put on yourself and seek to be the person the Lord designed you to be. Press into those parts of yourself that you just don't like. Why don't you like them? What would you change? Why would you change it? What is at the core of that? And ask the Lord what he wants to do in you. I bet there's a lot that the Lord wouldn't change about you. I bet there's a lot tucked in there that the Lord just wants you to see. Treasures, gifts he's put deep inside of you that he wants you to share with the world. Because it's no secret, my friend. It really isn't. He wants to use you to tell others about how much he loves them. You've probably heard it many times, but I'm going to read truth to you today from Psalm 139, verse 13 through 18. It says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of the sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. 
Fill your heart and fill your head with truth this week, my friend. Read that verse again and again and again as often as you need to. I'm praying for you this week. Today on the show, I chat with Paige Hartford. Paige and I have been trying to get together to record our podcast for a while now, and I'm so excited. It's finally here to share with you all. Paige is a labor and delivery nurse and an amazing wife and mama. She has an adorable son and is expecting another baby this summer. So stay tuned. An update will have to come soon. I think you guys are really going to love her perspective as a labor and delivery nurse and as a new mama. She shares her postpartum journey with us and some of the challenges she faced going back to work with a new baby at home. That was a little bit challenging. We have all been there. Well, some of us have. You guys know what I'm talking about though. I know you guys are going to be so encouraged by Paige and all she has to share with us. You're going to love her. Here we go, my friends. Paige, thank you so much for coming on the show. This is fun. I know I've been wanting to chat with you for uh, like a few months now. So this is fun. I'm (laughs) glad we actually got to like chat outside of, you know, when I see you for brief moments in the hospital. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's so fun. Okay. So tell um, everyone kind of who you are. What does your life look like? What's your family look like? What do you do on a daily basis? Kind of who is Paige? I currently work as a labor and delivery RN at Tacoma General Hospital. I got to cut my hours last June and become part-time, which has actually been really nice, especially with having a family. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's nice to get to see them a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I'm married to my husband, Justin. We've almost been married for four years at the end of this month. We have awesome. a two and a half year old. His name's Atticus. Which is um, so cool. Okay, so tell us, how did you come up with his name? Well, I had not read the book, but watched yeah. the old movie called To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. And I knew it from there. But actually, we actually had a different name picked out. And I think I was about 32 weeks pregnant. And my husband heard this other name, which happened to be Atticus, and was like, gave me, we were sitting in church and gave me like this side eye that's an awesome name and I was like yeah it is and he's like I think we should name our son this instead and I was like are you kidding me you're like I was already (laughs) hooked on this other name I know right and I'm yeah like we told all our family and friends so it took me a couple weeks but I finally said and I liked the name it's just that I had to like totally reprocess Yeah. yeah Uh, But it worked out because he totally is an Atticus. We we live really close to all my family, which is really nice. My parents and I have three sisters and they're all in the area. So that's great. My oldest sister has four girls. My younger sister has two girls. So Atticus has Yeah, a lot of of girl cousins. I know he's going to end up coming home from their houses with his nails painted and stuff like that at some point. But... (laughs) Oh, for sure. In all the dresses, like all yes. the princess stuff. Oh, oh yeah. my word. Yeah. He, my, uh, one of my sister's kids has this frozen Elsa nightgown mm. that he like loves. So, so awesome. when he goes over to their house, he, he wants to wear that. <laughs> That's super fun. There was a season where our two-year-old son would just 
cry if he could not wear like a dress up princess dress like his sister like he's just right. wanted to do so bad and now he's not so into it and just wants to shoot things so you know it all works <laughs> out it supposed to. that's so fun okay so and you're pregnant yeah i am i am 25 weeks and a Ooh. few days some odd days i can't remember yeah over halfway yeah yeah, which is really nice. <laughs> I actually was, I was sick with Atticus, but it was really bad for only about like a month. And then I was good. So I kind of thought this would go the same way, mm-hmm. but it didn't. I was very sick, like throwing up and all that stuff until I was like 16 weeks. Oh, yeah. I know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I guess, you know, it's kind of normal for people to mm-hmm. go into their about their second trimester, but I was not expecting that because with Atticus, it didn't last that long. So that was actually really hard. Yeah, (laughs) I can imagine. That's so tough. Was there anything that was like, okay, so I think everyone has their kind of routines. If you're someone who gets sick in pregnancy, you just like figure out how to function. And everyone has kind of a different little like, it was rice cakes or, you know, whatever worked for them. Was there anything that like... What was your little routine when you were sick? Right. Oh, gosh. I think I tried to find something like that, but there Mm -hmm. was not too much in the beginning. I did initially drink like LaCroix. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But that quickly became... In the beginning, that was great. And then all of a sudden, it was like, I couldn't even look at the stuff anymore. (laughs) So... (laughs) It's turned on me. Right? And I still can't drink it. So I don't... I think sleep was a big thing. Like, yeah, I had to take more frequent naps and just, yeah, life was pretty rough. It was like not enjoyable for a while. Just being, I definitely cried a few different times. Justin was like, I'm so tired. (laughs) Man, Unisom, the Unisom B6 combo, like this was a lifesaver for me. Totally saved my life. Oh yeah. Totally saved me. I liked, it would help me sleep at night. So that Mm -hmm. was helpful, but. I did the Unisom and B6. I did the Zofran. I yeah. did the Reglin. <laughs> yeah, you did all the things. Yes. And none of them were very helpful. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was one of those cases. I don't know why, but it's okay because I feel good now. So yeah. that's You're all. like, yes, it's all in the past. <laughs> right? You'll forget so it all ago. here soon, hopefully. <gasps> yeah. Okay, so you're having a boy or a girl, or do you know? We know, yeah. We found out. I guess about five weeks ago now, we're having another little boy. Oh, fun. So, yeah, That's we're awesome. excited. That'll be super fun. Do you guys have his name picked out? Are you sharing that or no? Is that a big secret? Um, it's not a big secret. No, we haven't really, yeah, not totally settled on one yet. And I think we might not tell people when we do just because yeah. we did change Atticus's <laughs> like, name last maybe? time. We'll just keep to ourselves till we know right? for sure. Kind of my deal with my husband is like, you know, because you're, who knows, you're going to hear something better and want to change it on sure. me. So. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. Okay. So how did you and Justin come to be? Like, what's your love story? Yeah, it's, um. Kind of, I think it's kind of funny. I was going to nursing school in Spokane um, and living with some family of mine that actually lives there. That was really nice. And one of my cousins set Justin and I up via Facebook, um, which is really funny because, like, first of all, I'm not a huge, like, I didn't anyways really believe in setups before. The, I'm like, they never really work out. Like, it just, you know just doesn't work out plus this was over like social media sure 
So what he told me basically, he goes, Hey, I have this friend and I told him to add you on Facebook. So make sure you accept his friend request. And I was like, uh, no, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, no, Joseph. And this particular cousin is very persuasive. He'd make a great salesman. So finally I was like, okay, you know what? I'll accept his friend request. I may talk to him once. I may not even talk to him. And then I can just delete him eventually. <laughs> right? Yep. But yep. Long, <laughs> long story short, we got to talking via Facebook and then it was like, hey, can I have your number so I can text you and call you? And then, yeah, now we're married. We have almost two kids. <laughs> two kids. That's so. awesome. I love it. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So do you want to tell us about Atticus's birth story? So you were obviously a labor and delivery nurse. So how did that yeah. kind of change your perspective on birth? Or what were you feeling kind of walking into your first birth? So I was fairly new when I had Atticus on the as far as working on the floor as a nurse. I had just started that February and he was born the following July. Yeah, so not long. So just no, yeah, just a few months. I just didn't think too much about it. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't think too much yeah. about it. I was like, Well, he's gotta come out eventually. He's gonna it's come gonna out. Happen. I yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. So other than the fact that I was like, Well, my mom, my sister have done it you know, four times. I can sure. do it. I'll be fine. Thankfully, everything did go fine because it doesn't always, but... Yes, we call that the wing it method in childbirth education. Right, and I've totally <laughs> heard you talk about that before on your podcast. <laughs> so I definitely... The wing it, girl. The wing it, yeah. Yep. Um, it, did, it did help having some of that background, like yeah. knowledge and working in the field for a little bit. I did know some things. I knew, like, yeah. I wanted to go natural as far as at least not getting epidural. Totally was open to the fentanyl because I was like, well, I mean, <laughs> I've seen some of these moms. I'm okay with getting a little fentanyl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think part of it, too, is that both my mom and my sister have had, and now my youngest sister, we've all had our kids without epidurals. Oh, wow. Uh, so at the time, it was kind of like, well, if they did it, like, yeah, I, I, I can totally. I, do this. I have to do it. I can't oh, yeah. be the first one to get an epidural. <laughs> Not that it even really matters, but no. I was just—I'm a little competitive too. So I was like, "Well, they did it. I can do it." Yeah. <laughs> so, so I went into labor. Technically, it was the 20th of July. I had been having Braxton Hicks for a long time, like since I was like 23 weeks pregnant. I actually called out sick to work that day because I just. I was so pregnant. I was four days, three days overdue. Um, oh, yeah. And I was like That's rough. super tired. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. And my, so like, you know, I have to work tomorrow anyway. So I'm just going to call in today. Just relax. Ended up working out because mom and I spent the day together. We went to Ikea, which was a lot of fun. And then we drove home. See, I don't know that everyone would say like Ikea is so fun at 40 and oh. four. <laughs> like, but that's awesome. I love that you enjoyed that. Yeah, it was great. I think it was just really nice to spend some time with yeah, my mom. Yeah, um, And you did a lot of walking, and, so that was good. Yes, we did. And then the other funny thing is, is so we got stuck in work traffic, and it took quite a while to get back home because my mm. parents live in Puyallup. But she drove me back to her house, and Justin was going to meet me there later after work. We just got home. I went into the bathroom, not even to go to the bathroom. I went to grab like Q-tips and then my water broke. And I was oh, like, wow. uh, 
I'm pretty sure I didn't just pee myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm like, I don't want to be one of those patients that comes in and they're like, uh, no, you just peed yourself. But definitely was my water. So I was like, well, called my husband. I was like, hey, so while you're headed over here, could you stop by our place and pick me up some clothes and bring my <laughs> bag? Because we got to go to the hospital. Yeah. And he was like, what? So we kind of slowly made our way there. I think it's like 5 p.m.-ish when my water broke. Finally, we're like admitted and in a room at um, Good Sam Hospital by 7. Oh, okay. They just let me do my own thing for a while, walked around. I really wasn't even having contractions initially, like nothing. So when my water did break, I remember thinking like, because I kind of knew, I was like, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's not a great thing if you're not totally in labor and your water breaks. Sure, sure. (laughs) You know, they let me just kind of walk around till about 10 o'clock and then just have my doctor come in to see me, um, who she's great. She's a family practice doctor that's been my doctor since I was like 10 or 11. Oh, nice. Um, She came in and was just like, well... Um, we can just let you keep doing your own thing for, you know, till probably about 5 a.m. And then look at like some Cytotech or something, or we can do Cytotech now. It's up to you. And actually by that point, when she came in, I was starting to have contractions that were like, they weren't by any means unbearable, but it was mm-hmm. like, well, I don't think I'm going to sleep through these. Sure. So I was like, well, let's just do a dose of Cytotech. Just see what that does now. Cause I'm not going to sleep anyway. So we decided to do that. But then they couldn't even give it to me for about 40 minutes because then I was contracting too close together. So you didn't really? even really, did you even need it at that point if your contractions were so close together? <sighs> Probably not. Like, but I wasn't, I still wasn't like feeling them very mm. much. So they're like, it's kind of up to you. So I just was like, I was like, sure, I'll just do a dose of Cytotec and see if that helps things along. I did not want the Pitocin, obviously, if I didn't have to, because mm-hmm. you're stuck to the monitor, you're stuck to the IV. And yeah. so I think it was like that on top of the fact that my body was probably already kicking in. Yeah. That probably that hit you body, like a big train. <laughs> it did. It on it did. That's I'm what happened. Sure it did. <laughs> so it was like by about twelve thirty. So probably not not too long even after I had decided to text. So it was probably just my body Anyways, mm-hmm. um, I was in a lot of pain. Did stuff like the tub, which I think I did for like an hour. That was really great. There's a lot of blurry moments in my labor. Like yeah. Justin had to clarify things for me because I think it was just so intense and like happened so quickly that I don't remember details. Like he remembers details. Yeah. <laughs> details. Yeah. Basically, I call like when I actually was went into labor and was like actually having contractions that made me want to like grab something yeah it's probably about midnight or twelve thirty, and then Atticus was born before 6 a.m at like five fifty-seven a.m that's great that's pretty good Paige that's it awesome was, for a first time mom that's wonderful it was wonderful <laughs> it was a lot of intensity too I think because it was just so short I um yeah but I did do all three doses of the fentanyl that like got me through those three hours of labor which was yeah. It was like a mental thing for me. I'm like, okay, I get my dose of fentanyl. I have an hour talking to my another one. So I can just like, I can yeah. do this for another hour. And yeah. it, it did. It worked well for me, especially. It's always the first dose, obviously, that works the best. Right. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> um, but it was really helpful because I was having like back-to-back contractions. Um, 
And so that helped me like relax between them. And I would mm-hmm. even just fall asleep for those few seconds. So it was a few hours of doing that. And I was on my third dose of fentanyl. My nurse was like, I know you don't want an epidural, but because of these back-to-back contractions and the fact that I still hadn't made, I'd been like, I don't know, I think they said like a four, four and a half for a few hours. She's like, I just want to put it out there. I know you, you know, I'm not going to obviously say you should get or something, but if your body's not able to relax, this may help. And at this point, it was like, I thought I was dying, but I was like, no, just maybe give me another 40 minutes and then I'll, yeah. I'll get back to you, which yeah. I don't even know where that came from because I didn't feel <laughs> sane at that point. <laughs> and then it was like, honestly, I think it was like 15 minutes later and I was like, you have to check me because this isn't yeah. normal. And she's like, oh, you're seven. Oh, wow. And then That's awesome. 10 minutes later, I'm like, you have to check me again because I want to push. She's like, well, you're yeah. complete. And I'm like, can I push? Woo! She's like, yeah, go for it. That was um, really nice. I think they said it was an hour that I went from that four to the 10 and then I pushed for like 24 minutes and had that's Atticus. so fast Paige that's amazing <laughs> that's so awesome so you're preparing for a quick one I'm assuming for this next little guy that's what I'm figuring although I also know things yeah it can be totally happened. different yeah weird things can happen yeah the more I learn about birth the more I learn anything can happen Right? I know. Yeah, usually, the more you, <laughs> usually you can count on those second babies to just come fairly quickly. Almost, I don't know what it is, but I feel like that second baby is usually fairly Yeah, your body just is like, oh, I've done this before. The trail has been blazed. <laughs> right? <laughs> A exactly. paved road ahead of you. <laughs> so I know my um, doctor, after having Atticus, she was like, well... When you do have your next one, you probably want to come in like fairly quickly because yeah. it probably won't take too long. So I was like, no. okay. Yeah, but, hopefully you'll do super smooth. Super smooth. Yeah. That'd be awesome. So cool. Okay, so you've been a mama for two and a half years. What do you feel like is maybe the hardest thing about being a mom in this season of your life? What do you think is the best part about being a mom in this season of your life? The hardest part is probably, especially at this stage, he's almost three, would be just like this age. And um, <laughs> it's the terrible twos, terrible threes. It's a real thing. I think you get one or the other. I really do. I think you either yeah. get one or the other because I'm like, I love two. Three was hard. Three was so hard. Um, and I thought two was incredible. So I think you get one or the other. <laughs> It must be. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, and it was probably like six months ago. So it's kind of that in between range. Yeah. Of, so yeah. I don't know if it's what, but being consistent and following through with consequences too, because it can get exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. Um, he's a super sweet, gentle spirited boy, but he's also stubborn sometimes. And, you know, yeah. Just, he's a little boy. <laughs> yeah right exactly yeah. he's at that point now where like he's like oh I can make decisions for myself mm-hmm. and but that's also the great part about it this is what I really love about this age is how much he is growing and learning and sometimes I don't even realize until like he says something and I'm like oh my word like 
you were paying attention to that? Yeah. <laughs> you know all yeah. the words to that song? I had yes. no idea. Right? Yeah. Um, so he's just literally, it's like this age where they're just a little sponge and soaking everything up. And it's, um, for the most part, it's super fun to see. And he's got such a sense of humor. So he's super funny too. And like knows it. So he likes to try and get you to laugh. And yeah, yeah that's awesome. I love I love that part, but That's definitely super, hard yeah. being consistent. Oh, and for sure. Through. Oh, for sure. Especially when you're pregnant. I'm sure when you're just so feeling so tired. Are you feeling like you, you're getting some of your energy back or are you still feeling pretty tired? Definitely have more energy than the beginning, which is really nice. But I have, like, I notice like every three days, if I haven't like rested or mm-hmm. taken a short nap, my body's like, you need to like have a nap. Yeah, or I'm gonna <laughs> like stop you need recharge, you. <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's another nice thing um, about being able to work part time is um, yeah. I'm not. I can't imagine if I was working full time, and at least with the job I have, anyways, being pregnant and having an almost three year old and trying to do life at home, and yeah. So it's definitely been nice being part time. Yeah, I mean that whole like work life balance thing is tough. It's tough. Yeah. It is. It's, it's really, it's a hard thing. I totally get it. I had a, um, I had a, a client texting me last night, late at night, watching a movie on the couch with my husband. He's like, just turn off your phone. And I'm like, ah, I know. Yeah. But I kind of need to respond to her, but it's just a matter of like choosing those moments and deciding like when you're going to engage, um, with work and when you're going to engage with your family and making sure that, it's all balanced. It's a tough, it's a tough thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay, Paige, what do you feel like? I mean, you've been a mom, um, you've been married for a little bit now. What do you feel like is kind of the most challenging like season or trial or circumstance that the Lord has brought you through? Like what, what is that story that the Lord's really shaping and in, in writing in your life? I think one of one of the most challenging things recently that happened in my life was having having Atticus, but was like after I had Atticus. I had some physical healing that took a little bit longer because you I had a baby come out wicked fast. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I initially felt really good. And so I overdid it the first few days home like we went to see people or we went to the store or mm-hmm. stuff like that and by like day three I was in tears I was like Aww. I can't my husband's like I told you yeah <laughs> like, so there was that and then um I, my anxiety also really increased pretty significantly after having him did you um, have a lot of anxiety before you had Atticus I have had some, but not like, I mean, it's not like anything I've had to take medication for or anything like that, but definitely was some, an issue after having him, which in talking to other moms, I've heard some similar things along with either anxiety or depression, you know, the Mm -hmm. postpartum depression. Yeah. Thankfully, I don't, I didn't ever feel like I had the postpartum depression, but at my Anxiety was definitely something that was um, definitely increased. And I think a huge part was I was literally, I was a new RN. Yeah. I 
had been on my own working as an RN without my preceptor for about six weeks before I had Atticus. Oh, wow. So then I had Atticus and I got uh, six weeks off because I didn't qualify for the FMLA because I hadn't worked for the company for a year. So I'm like six weeks in of being a new mom, having a baby, and then I go back to my Oh, job. Geez, that's so hard. It was, and it's one of those things. It's um, being a, a nurse is, you know, it's crazy. And on our floor mm-hmm. at that point in time, we were actually understaffed and also had a very high patient census, meaning just mm-hmm. lots of people coming and having yeah. babies. And so the environment at work was just crazy. I remember my first patient back when I came back was a laboring patient that ended up in um, an urgent C-section. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't been to the OR in like months. Yeah. And there's just something about having to go urgently to the OR. Yeah. And move quickly. Yeah. Yes. And just remember all the things and the steps. And I was just like, I went back to work and I just felt like I was drowning, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, on top of that, Atticus was a very colicky baby and had pretty bad reflux. Oh, yeah, that's um, tough. Yes. I think it was like I was at work for two weeks before I put in my two weeks notice. Oh, I told wow. my husband, I was like, I, you know, I can't do this anymore. I was, you know, coming home from work crying. I was dreading. Like, I can't even think of a, a better word than just dreading to go to work. Like, sh- yeah. you know, just, ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and um, I think probably too, you're feeling just so much anxiety about going to work, but probably feeling a lot of anxiety about coming home and what you were coming home to maybe a fussy baby too. or, you know, a panicked husband right. with the deer in the headlights, like, <laughs> I don't get home, you know, and I don't know if you were trying to breast, were you trying to breastfeed or were you breastfeeding during that time? That would be a lot. I was, yeah. Yeah. Breastfeeding, pumping at work that kind of and of course it's my first time pumping so I'm trying to figure out like yeah your system you know yes exactly and so it was just a lot and I was working full-time so I was working four eight-hour shifts a week it just was a lot so I put in my two weeks notice my manager is great she, she came to talk to me and she's like you know we don't want you to leave obviously yeah we love having you like what can we what can we do and we ended up working it out that um, I was able to be temporary, p- temporarily part-time for four months. Oh, wow. So I worked three eight-hour shifts a week, which even just that, that one, one day, day less a week. Yeah, that was huge. I got more days in between mm-hmm. being home and just felt a little bit more collected. Um, yeah. So by the time I those four months were up, I was feeling a lot better, obviously a lot more confident as a nurse now being, having been working for a little bit longer. And even at that point, Atticus was doing a lot better as far as his reflux and colickiness. He's also one of those babies that hated, hated the car seat from like day one. He sounds like like Monroe. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Oh yeah. He sounds like Monroe. I'm like, oh yeah, this is all so familiar. (laughs) Right, and the inst- it's like the instant they feel you starting to put them in that position, oh, yeah. he would just he would scream on all our car trips. And uh, I remember at one point, my husband was like, "Do you realize like we argue a lot when we're in the car together?" And oh, I'm like, yeah. "Yes," but because 
and we both knew it, like we talked about, is because Atticus would be crying and we're trying to talk to each other, but we're both irritated because he's screaming. So then we're like, oh, yeah. He asks a simple question, but I'm snapping at him. Because you're like, your blood is like boiling. Like you're, you could feel like the sweat and the blood pressure and the adrenaline just yes. pumping in you. I mean, I'm sure yes. a lot of people listening just can totally relate to that feeling of a screaming <laughs> child in your car and there's nothing you can do about it. No, no. And we, we did have to do a couple little trips too during that time. So it was like, yeah. oh my word, he's never going to like the car seat. He's going to scream in the car for the rest of his life, which is not true. He's fine now. He's fine yeah. in the car. Yeah. So that was, that was a little rough patch, but by the time he was about six to seven months, things were definitely way better. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that was nice. But, um, and you yeah, went back so to just full time at that point. Yep. Went back to full time at that point. It was like, uh, I came back to work in September and then was part time September until I think it was January. Oh, okay. So yeah, went back to full-time for like a year and a half and that was great uh got lots of good experience and then was able to cut my hours the last June so that was really awesome really nice but it's one of those things where it was just God was so good during that whole time and just felt like looking back at all of that just seeing how he kept pointing out and showing me that he loved and cared for me that you know he was in control and that all I needed to do was just to like trust him in that situation. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of times I like to like be in control of things and yeah. have things planned out. And did you feel really um, just out of control in that season? Was that part of like the anxiety I'm piece sure, for you? Yeah. I'm sure that was part of it. Just not knowing at all, like <laughs> how things were yeah. going to go. Yeah. But it's kind of funny. Cause I think about, the story, you know, the Old Testament, the Israelites, and how I'm, I specifically remember thinking this, but, you know, God kept showing up and performing all these miracles and taking care of them. Um, and then, you know, next thing you know, they've turned their backs yeah. on God and are like, you know, where are you? Why have you left us? And they yeah. do it over and over. And I remember reading those stories and just thinking to myself, like, oh, my gosh, how crazy. Those people are so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. God keeps protecting them and you know, showing up and he's never forsaken them or, and they keep wandering and then being like, where are you? Where are you? But then I, now being older and looking at him like, well, that's me. I'm an Israelite. Yeah. We are (laughs) all Israelites. (laughs) Yeah. So it just, it's just always awesome to look back and just, just to see and know like, God has never forsaken me. He never yeah. will. And he has shown himself faithful over and over to, to to me, to Justin and I, since we've been married. And yet my first reaction is to worry and fret yeah. and wonder yeah. if God's going to come through this time. Yeah. Or, or if he's like, well, there. Yeah. 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 So what but was, what were some of those things like maybe practically? I mean, how did you come out of that season where this anxiety was really kind of at the forefront of your days. Like what was the big turning point for you? You know, I don't, I don't think there was like one specific turning point. I think it was just throughout those months, just slowly, like just trusting God in each Mm -hmm. and every little thing every day, talking obviously a lot with my husband was helpful. He was very helpful in that whole situation. And just like, 
I don't even know things he said or what he did necessarily looking back, but just being there for me during that time and validating how I felt. Um, And I know he was praying for me and my family. They were praying. I don't think, and I think something that helped was not being like quiet about it or not that I told everybody, but like my family at least. Yeah. And your people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely think kind of, you know, we classify that as, you know, postpartum mood disorders or, you know, any of that perinatal, you know, support is so important. And I think people don't even really, they just don't realize like one, there is a lot of resources out there for you. Two, there is a lot of support. Three, everything Mm -hmm. you're experiencing is so normal and so common. And four, people just don't talk about it. And so I think part of the you know, one of the first steps is just reaching out to, to people and saying, Hey, I'm feeling like this and I don't think it's okay. And, and, and what do I do about it? Yeah. I think that's, that's super key. I feel like it has become a little bit more normal now for people to talk about it. And I hope that continues to be the um, pattern just because it is, it's very helpful. It's nothing to be ashamed of or to think oh I shouldn't burden someone else because that's what you know we as you know Christian family are there for yeah and are supposed to do be there to oh totally so okay so if if there's a mom out there and she's listening and maybe she's experiencing a lot of anxiety and maybe her baby's one or maybe she has a six weeks old six week old like what are some of those maybe words of wisdom or little nuggets you might offer her yeah well I think the main thing um well a few different things I think to know that like it's a time and a season is a big thing like this isn't going to last forever yeah and another big piece just being open with people and letting them know how you are feeling and what you are thinking. Because if people don't know you're bearing all of that by yourself, which is a huge burden and you shouldn't have to do that. So being able to be open with family, husband, I think is a big help, a big deal. Yeah. The first step for sure. Totally. Hopefully that would be helpful to someone. (laughs) I don't know, but (laughs) I think it will be Paige. What do you feel like the Lord is doing in your life kind of right now in the season? Like what are those things he's really kind of speaking over you or shaping in your life? I would say, I think a returning theme is just continuing to teach me in each and every situation to trust him and um, his promises, his faithfulness to trust that his timing things is perfect yeah it's um, so hard it's so hard sometimes. it is it is because we're human and finite our minds are so finite and we can only you know think so far mm-hmm. <laughs> so far ahead yeah um, and just that I need to daily and continually surrender my life to him and put all of my trust in him and it doesn't mean that difficult and heartbreaking or hard things will won't ever come my way, but that when they do, my trust and faith in him won't be shaken because he hasn't failed me before and he's not going to start. So yeah, just that. And it's like, it's a, it's an age old lesson for me that that's, yeah, (laughs) you know, it's, I think we all have those things that we just keep coming back around to. 
you yeah. know, in different, in different seasons, like, okay, golly, I thought I had that one down. Like, oh goodness. Like I thought I had it. And you know, the Lord just kind of reveals like a new layer or a new mm-hmm. idea or concept or a part of the way that, you know, we're supposed to trust him or, um, have faith or, or whatever it is, or find contentment or, yeah. or whatever that thing is for you. I think we all have these things that just, we keep coming back to. Yeah, definitely. I think the timing is perfect kind of thing that God's timing is perfect yeah. is something that's been really big the last little last few years. I mean, it's always been a big thing, but like I can think back to, so I had wanted to be part-time a long time ago. Like I just wanted to stay part-time at my job when I yeah. uh, went back to full-time um, with Atticus. Um, but Justin's job at the time wasn't what it, I mean, we probably could have worked it out, you know, but it just wasn't right ideal. Mm-hmm. But just seeing that like, when I was able to be part-time, it was the perfect timing. Justin had been at his new job for just a few months. Thing Like, it was just for me to look back and be like, oh, like, I wanted that so badly and was kind of upset that I, yeah. I couldn't. I'm like, God, why? Like, this mm-hmm. is just obviously a good thing, so why? But him being like, this is why. Like, this is the perfect timing right now. And being like, oh. It totally is, and it makes so much more sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was just always showing me those things. And uh, come yeah. on, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It's tough though to just be like, okay, I've got to give it to the Lord and know that His ways are not mine, and they're so much right. higher than mine, and He can see what I can't. And I think it's just exactly you know, trusting that he's going to go before you and he's going to work it out. And sometimes even in my life, I have to trust that like, oh, my husband's going to hear from the Lord. Like I need to trust that the Lord is going to use my husband to lead us or, or take us somewhere and just not worry about it and not try to Uh put so much into my own hands. Um, And that's that, you know, I have to lay that down time and time again. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard thing, but I think a lot of people can relate to, to what you've shared Paige. So thanks for sharing that. That was awesome. Yeah. What's uh maybe one thing that is just rocking your world you are loving in the season that is kind of changing your life right now? I don't know if it's anything that's like life altering, but (laughs) I really loved um, the book by Chip and Joanna Gaines, oh, who I think yeah. most people now know who they are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Magnolia Story. Oh, yes. I think they have a couple books now, but that was yeah. one of their first ones. If you haven't read it, have you read it? No, I haven't. But it's, it's worth it. It's worth the read. So go read it is what you're saying. Yes. Go read it. It's very worth the read. Even definitely has components to what I was just talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joanna talks a lot about that. Uh, it's their story. It is just, it's really neat um, and super encouraging. Not what I was expecting. And I really actually enjoyed, I love to read, but that, that was a great book. So yeah. I definitely say if you like to read it, even if you don't, cause you might like this book. 
<laughs> okay, that's awesome. Okay, I'll add it to my list. Okay, so um, some of my listeners know because I, I talk about it a, a little bit, but I am like, I listen, I cruise through audiobooks. Like, I love to just mm, listen to audiobooks. Uh-huh. So I'll have to go find that one. Listen to that one. Like, especially when I'm on my way to work, I just, oh man, it's like my favorite time to just go like put on an audiobook and drive when there's no people in the car asking for a snack. <laughs> so great. I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so Paige, um, I want to talk about this. Um, what, you're a labor and delivery nurse, so you've had a little bit more experience. You've seen some stuff, like for sure. Right. You've seen some stuff. Mm-hmm. Like what kinds of things are you planning for your birth? Like given what you know, given your past experience, like are you going for the same thing? Are you going for something different? Like what are kind of, what are your hopes and dreams for your birth? Well, I'm hoping that maybe he's not as big as Atticus was. So okay. Atticus was 9'2", which I heard you've had a 10-pound baby. So I guess that's yeah, nothing on 10 pounds. But um, still, this is still a, a decently sized baby. That's a right? chub there. I was, not, <laughs> I was not expecting that at all because none of – yeah, no. So they were like, oh, when they told me he was 9'2", I was like, wait, maybe you should do that again. I don't think he should be that big. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think that's right. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. Sometimes babies get bigger. <laughs> Sometimes <Yeah>. they don't. <laughs> well, boys tend to be bigger as well. Just right. being a boy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. second babies are usually <laughs> bigger. So hang in there. Yes, we could do it. Big babies come out, especially if you pushed out a big baby in 24 minutes. I'm not super worried about yeah. you. Big babies come out. Yeah. <laughs> My my sweet friend Amanda, she is she's she'll laugh if she hears this because we t- we say this all the time to our clients. Big babies come out, you guys. They do. They, yeah, that's I definitely I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <laughs> you don't want him to maybe be as big. What else would you say? Um, given oh. your wisdom, your experience, like what kinds of things? What What are you hoping for? I'm just hoping for. I'm actually going to deliver where I work this time, Tacoma General, just because I love my co-workers. I'm seeing a midwife who actually is a friend of mine too. She used to work with us as a nurse while she was getting her midwifery under her belt. And she's been a midwife now at TG for almost two years, I think. So that was really cool. I was Mm -hmm. really excited to deliver with her. But (laughs) she found out like a month ago that her husband is getting stationed in Colorado at the end of this month. So she actually won't be there to deliver this new baby. <laughs> okay, that's okay. She, there's another midwife that I, I mean, I obviously work with all of them that is going to deliver me this time. And she's great too. I love her as well. But awesome. I just thought it was so funny that the one, my friend is living yes. in the middle of everything. <laughs> You're like, come everything. on. I know. Right. It happens though. It totally yeah, does. life happens. It happens. So yeah, so I'm just hoping for. I want to do the same thing. I'd like to not have an epidural. I don't think that's too unrealistic after. Yeah. Already having a baby. Oh yeah, you got that. <laughs> you got that. Day. But yeah, I think as if it is similar to Atticus's birth, I don't have too many like. I just have thought that if it went similar to Atticus's, that would be great. That would be great. Let's do the right? same thing over. Right. Ready, go. <laughs> I know, right? Can we just the exact same pattern? Um, oh, that would be great. Just being, yeah, being able to labor 
on my own. We have really nice tubs at TG. Yeah. You've probably seen them, the nice yeah. big. Slash which... bin in them. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes. Which is really funny about the uh, tub at Good Sam is it's actually like a normal size tub. Right. And Just I didn't know helpful. that. No. So I'm sitting in it and it's like barely like covering my belly and I'm like, this is kind of awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a whale yeah. in a pond. Basically. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's a very good description. I actually honestly, I don't care if he's big or not because I've talked to plenty of moms who've had a seven pound baby and then have had a nine pound baby. And like, mm-hmm. honestly, in the moment, you you don't know the difference. It just, no. they both feel like bowling balls coming. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. all the same. I've definitely been a little bit more thoughtful, I guess, about this pregnancy and even like labor, having been working now for over three years as a labor delivery nurse, just because I work at a high-risk facility. And so I see all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And I think just having a little bit more of that, you know, realistic, not everything goes according to plan and just being prepared for... In case it doesn't go according to plan, you know, being open to things. Because I think some people come in, well, I know some people come in and they're just so, you know, they have this plan and that they haven't thought about the fact that it might not go that way, you know, and just being prepared for whatever life throws our way. Right. Totally. Okay. So if you could give, you know, maybe especially those first time mamas out there who've never done this before, if you could give them three pieces of advice. Okay. So, and I'll, I'll give you the first one. So you said be flexible essentially. Um, yes. Go with the flow. Yes. Um, what would maybe two other like words of wisdom be for them that you might okay. have? So being flexible. Yes. And just knowing that life happens. Um, I would say to ask all the questions you can to your provider, whoever that is beforehand. Um, no question is a stupid question. Amen. Um, maybe putting the effort into thinking of questions. Yeah. Um, cause I know sometimes, you know, me with my first one be like, Oh, it's going to happen. But like being more thoughtful about it and asking those questions and kind of just being educated by your provider, about some things because I mean obviously they're going to tell you a lot but there's things that they're not going to talk about maybe or that haven't been brought up that you you would want to know so just yeah because I think I get a lot of not a lot but I definitely just see you know people come in and like oh I didn't talk to anybody about that I thought about it yeah so just asking those questions ahead of time and not feeling stupid for asking question and if someone makes you feel stupid for asking a question then maybe you should (laughs) yeah they're probably not the right provider for you no I think a big one especially for people who want to go natural is to have the mindset of this is only for a short amount of time it seems like a long time but Mm -hmm. in the end like there there is an end there's a purpose to your pain yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, we have an acronym in class about it (laughs) really i bet you do (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah we do and i would say too probably at the point that you want an epidural it tends to be that transition phase Mm -hmm. if you can hold on it usually things go a little quicker at that point usually If you can, once you've reached that point of wanting an epidural, 
not for everybody, but for a lot of people, that's what I've noticed is it's like, they're almost there. You're almost, yeah. and then they get it and then they have a baby and they're like, oh shoot, I could, I yeah. think I could have done it. <laughs> yeah. And you probably um, could have. Yeah. And usually too, it feels, if you're going natural, usually, okay, don't quote me people, but <laughs> it feels good to push when you yeah. can finally push. It's like you can do something with all mm-hmm. of that pressure and all of that yeah. pain. I didn't have like pushing was my favorite part. I just could not wait to push until you get you do get that ring of fire, but that's pretty short lasting. And then yeah. usually there's a baby pretty quickly after that. But yeah, cool, Paige. Well, thank you so much for those words of wisdom and tips and all that good stuff. I love it. Thanks for your thanks for sharing with us. It's been fun to have you on the show and I'm super excited for you and baby number two. That's so fun. Okay, so when's your due date or you know, due time? Your due month. Yeah. Due month, August. August seventeenth is the date. Okay. uh, We'll see. Um, Super fun. Everyone in my family has had their babies late. So Okay. (laughs) Okay. There you go. That's awesome. So they'll be like three years apart about. Those boys. Yeah. Yeah. Almost exactly. That's super fun. So exciting. Oh, thanks, Paige. We'll have to get a little update from you um, this summer and check in. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to chat with you. And I really love listening to your podcast. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you for doing them. Thank you for doing them. Of course. Paige is so awesome. I hope you guys were so encouraged by our conversation. Postpartum anxiety is so common, my friends. I always tell my students in my childbirth classes, when we talk about life after baby, you need these resources. If not for you, for your friends. One in seven women will experience a postpartum mood disorder. So you guys, if it's not you, someone in your tribe is going to need your support. Talk about how you're feeling with your family, with your friends, with your care providers, with your counselor. It's scary being vulnerable, but I promise, promise you, the risk is worth it. Don't do life alone. And especially if you are experiencing any kind of postpartum mood or anxiety disorder, it's just not worth it. Get help. Reach out. I just loved when Paige talked about how she felt like the Israelites at times, prone to wander, I know we've, so many of us have felt like that. Read any of the minor prophets in the Old Testament and boy, again and again, they wander, they rebel, they walk away from the promises of God and he just calls to his people. The Lord will never forsake us. He just never will. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Don't forget, head on over to the show notes page. I've got links for you, bonus content, pictures, all kinds of goodies. EliseMarsh.com slash podcast. You guys know there's a ton of ways you can support the show if you've been here for a minute. But if you haven't and you like what you've been hearing here on the Perfectly Wonderfully Made podcast, I would love for you to subscribe in your podcast app. Just hit that little subscribe button in the app you're probably listening to right now. You can leave a review on iTunes. These reviews are awesome and so, so helpful. I would be so grateful, you guys. You can find me on Instagram at Perfectly Wonderfully Made for updates and photos and fun stuff over there about the show. 
Okay, you guys, if you've been enjoying the show, would you tell your friends, tell your sister, tell the world how much you love the show? It would mean so much to me. I really, really believe that we can encourage so, so many women together. It's been an honor to be with you today. You're my favorite part of the week. Have an incredible day, and I will see you next time, you guys. Thank you.